0: If you didn't know i had a previous life in professional sports i worked uh, in minor league baseball for a couple of seasons and as i was trying to make my way through that career lifestyle i went to the baseball winter meetings one year that was held in boston and baseball winter meetings is where if you want a job in baseball that is where you go and you go and you meet people and you shake hands and you have drinks and you talk all about baseball stuff. Well, I was a rookie for sure. And I was a fashionable rookie. I didn't have your typical blue suit or black suit or gray suit. I had this beautiful mustard yellow suit. It was gorgeous. I'd never seen anyone in anything like it before. And so I was living in Alabama and had gone to Boston for the very first time. It was December, I really was not prepared and fell in the ice a couple of times walking in my heels and all this, that and the other. And I was, but I was prepared, I had my, my muck boots with me and I would wear those in the snow and ice through the streets until I got to the hotel, I'd go to the ladies room, I would change my shoes and do all of that and then get ready. And so it was an amazing experience to be amongst all of these different people, to talk, shop, to learn more about all the different minor league teams across the country, to put my resume in and try and sell myself. And so finally, I got a job. Actually, I got two jobs. And I chose one and celebrated at Fenway Park with my new bosses, and it was amazing. It was absolutely so cool. And from those meetings, two other of my compadres were hired. And so there were three of us that all got hired at the same time, and it was just pretty awesome. So we moved to Birmingham, Alabama to work with the Birmingham Barons, the AA team for the White Sox. And Chris, who was one of the guys that was there that was hired, we, we met like Three hours before we're supposed to catch planes, we really never saw each other in Boston. But once we got to Birmingham, we were living across the hall from one another in these apartments that the baseball team finagled for us. And so he said, "You know what, Lisa? I noticed you in Boston." I'm like, "What? There were hundreds, of hundreds of thousands of people there. How did you notice me?" He's like, "You had this yellow suit on." And you had this amazing smile. And you always had your shoes on. Well, ladies, you know, if you've been in heels or tough shoes all day, first thing you want to do is take them off. And there were so many young women there that were walking around barefoot because their feet hurt. I said, that's not how you get a job. You keep your shoes on. He said, but no, I noticed you. You always had a smile on your face. You were always engaged with someone else. It was great. Like, I wanted to get to know you, even though I didn't even know who you were. It's like, okay, well, that's cool. Sorry, I didn't even see you, Chris. Didn't notice you at all. So that recognition of who we are as a person is what this gospel is about today. I'm sure you've heard the story of the widow's mite over and over and over And because it's timely, it falls in the stewardship season, you probably have heard that, oh, this is a great gospel reading so that you'll give more money. Because if the widow gave all of her money, you too should give all your money, right? She gave it out of her poverty, but we have abundance. Because for most of us, we would never know what it's like to give our last two pennies. We might have been close, don't get me wrong. But for her, her understanding of giving and It's so very different than what we understand of it now. But that's not really what I think this gospel is about. I think it's about being noticed. You know, I've talked a lot about the crowd in the gospel of Mark and how the crowd is a character in this gospel, and it goes from place to place with Jesus. And sometimes they're in the way. Well, a lot of the time they're in the way. And the disciples, they're still struggling to figure things out because they're, little thick-skulled, but the crowd helps move them along. And in this crowd today, I almost kind of feel like it's a red carpet event where there are the very wealthy people in their finest of finest bringing their money to the treasury to deposit it and making all sorts of noise and, and making sure that people around notice them and see them, see the act in which they're partaking in. I'm giving all of this money, making loud noise by putting coins in the pots, and clink, 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 clink. You can't be silent about that. But then there's the widow, and she's not dressed in fine robes. She's just doing her part out of obligation, but also because that's what everybody did. And she just went about her business. And Jesus noticed her, noticed her for who she was. Not because she was a widow, not because she was doing this from out of her poverty, but because she was human, because she was beloved. Many times we forget that we are human and beloved. Just yesterday, we were at Starbucks and it took an extraordinary amount of time, close to 20 minutes to get our coffee. And I was being extraordinarily patient, which is not in my nature. But my husband, he, he, he was not patient. And about the 18 minute mark, he went up and said, excuse me, um, where is our coffee? It, it can't take this long. And the woman that was right there, Didn't even acknowledge him. She looked right past him. Didn't say a single word. Well, of course, that infuriated him even more because he's like, wait, I I just asked you a question. You're supposed to respond to me. Customer's always right, right? And then the manager came and said, oh, well, the drive-through people get first coffee and this, that, and the other and whatnot. It'll be out in two minutes. And it was that moment of, they didn't even recognize me as a person. That's what hurts our heart. But we all say, well, that's terrible. David shouldn't have experienced that. I would never treat anyone like that. But I do it, and you probably do it every single day. We see people on our street corners, and we get to a red light, and what do we do? We stay straight focused we get our phone we look the other way we don't engage not that we have to give money or anything out of our car window but i was once told just wave smile they just want to know that they've been recognized so i did that yesterday i just waved smiled at a man smiled back It's the act of being noticed that is so important in our lives. I know as a young person, I always thought, well, if I never showed up, who would care? Who would miss me? Eventually, someone would miss me, right? Jesus is with us all the time. And Jesus notices us Each and every day in our humanity, in our brokenness, in our joyfulness, in our complete being. Sometimes we don't recognize ourselves in that way, and sometimes we don't recognize others. But Jesus always does. So this act of giving out of abundance, giving out of poverty, giving out of generosity. I think it all comes down to being noticed by God. And knowing that we are God bearers in this world, and we are being noticed by one another. There's a great story that I found. I wanna share it with you. A city was suffering under siege of a foreign army. The people were starving and about to surrender when an old beggar woman stood up and vowed that she could save the city and their lives. She said, I need a cow. In spite of perplexed looks, it seemed someone was hiding one in a basement. Give me also a bushel of grain, she asked. The old woman fed the precious grain to the cow, though there were protests. Everyone thought she was crazy, but following her plan, she had the men put the cow outside the city walls. The opposing army found it, butchered it, and wondered at its presence. But when they saw that the cow's stomach was full of grain, they figured that the city still had plenty of food in spite of the siege, since they had enough grain to feed a cow. The meat of the cow didn't go very far. Even with this, the attacking army was nearly starving. So they packed up and went home. By the old woman's ingenuity, the city was saved. Our lessons today remind us what we can do for Jesus and his kingdom. They remind us what we can do beyond ourselves. To take a moment to think about the other. To think about ourselves in that place. To notice someone and notice their belovedness and their humanness. For God is in them and God is in us. May this week your eyes be open to something new. May something that might just normally blend into the wall pop out. Allow yourself to be amazed and in awe of what is around you. God's creation is perfect and everything that God created is beloved. May your eyes be open to see all of it. Amen.